When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. And we're Shanti and Lynx from Muses. Hello. Hey, glad to have you both back after this this past week, where, and we, we talked about some great things, some fun things there going on in the hotel room, but we're going to get a little more serious, I think, <laughs> coming up this minute and next. Oh, and and even actually the, f- the final one. The final one might 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 in a sense be the most serious. Well, it's but, a good uh, thing you oh. have us here for that. Yeah, yeah, because because you two aren't aren't jokesters of any sort, are you? We, I mean, besides Pamela Debar herself, yeah. we are. We feel like we are the authority on the groupie lifestyle. Um, it's who we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you so both so much for returning, and this is minute ninety one. And it starts with William helping Penny get up and ends with Penny asking about love. It starts with my most favorite and, sorry, my favorite and most quoted, personally most quoted line of the movie. Especially if I was, say, at a party and it was time for me to go home and somebody's like, oh, why are you leaving so early? And it's because I'm tired. You know, you know, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm retired, tired. I have heard the actual drunken Shanti yeah. quote before, okay. and she's always dead on with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, give me a couple more uh, beers, and you know, you know, I'm tired, and I'm retired, tired. I do like that she's wow. drinking champagne with it. With her quaaludes, right? She's classy about yeah, it. Keeping classy. You saying I'm not classy? No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nothing was mentioned about you, Shanti, doing <laughs> ludes or quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing that uh, little imitation as well. I, I, Shanti's yeah, go-to drink to is a Bud Light, so <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> it's, it's hard to imagine with with the quaaludes that uh, you you be able to, to get to to still do the the imitation impersonation <laughs> very true yeah. yeah so she's tired she's retired 
And I just love that play on words. I love that it's something that she says that she is, but she's not. And then she is. And yeah. Yeah. How many times has she had that conversation before? How many times has she said, I'm retired? Mm hmm. But you're never retired, right, Shanti? Never, never. You always have a groupie heart and it, it doesn't matter. You know, you can go to a show in your 80s and if you see your, you know, as Pamela DeBar calls it, your fave rave, you're always going to uh, be transported back to that, you know, 16-year-old girl who's head over heels. And yeah, it's interesting to be, you know, tired or retired because if we go back to, you know, the groupies of the 60s and 70s, there became a time where there was a new wave of groupies that came in and all of a sudden the 20-year-old groupies were the old groupies and <laughs> you have to kind of go back into some deeper, I guess, uh groupie history, but to yeah, to know about the little bit of the want to say feud because all of the girls are friends now but when you're that young and yeah just getting out into the you don't know yet that woman power comes from being all together right? yeah mm. um, yeah so and 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 you know William is responding with you got to get up Penny Penny get up get up you know and he's and he's lifting her up at this point and, you know, it's very awkward, you know, he's trying to be, you know, not too touchy-feely and so forth. It's just get her out. And, you know, he, has, he even has a, a couple points, you know, his hands are definitely, they're under her armpits, but, you know, his arms and his, but his hands are trying to stay away from being too touchy. Yep. But that's going to change next minute <laughs> to a whole, whole other <laughs> weirdness. Um, but, uh yeah, and then then we even have this uh, this over what what her, her her saying the what you know the retired tired what have you um, with the song coming in um, originally by Chicago and I think this is a you know this, this, you know I mean the, the guy's voice is when, when he ends up singing this is seems pretty spot on but it is um, yeah the, the band Chicago their song Color My World I've loved it since I was like. 13 or 14 and I, I was discovering my dad's record collection <laughs> you know and that was definitely a standout you know just, you know not not i mean while, while they had these other great rockin songs like 25 or 64 it's you know this one really stood out as uh, you know a, a, a simpler you know mostly piano and that flute solo uh, yeah right <laughs> gotta love a flute solo in a rock song <laughs> Yeah, and it's only one verse, which also makes it really yeah, interesting right. as a song. I mean, but, um, but but they are very much a horn band, so it certainly makes plenty of sense. They'd have some other kind of uh, non-percussive string. <laughs> it's interesting choice of song for that moment because yeah. it's actually playing at the graduation right. that he's supposed to be at. <laughs> but I feel like the lyrics and, of course, the mood of the song is reflecting him and Penny much more than a graduation. One interesting thing that I have experienced is working graduations. Hmm. I work at a music venue and every year we have for a whole week, we do two graduations a day. Wow. It's hell on earth, really. Um, But I always find this scene funny because it reminds me of working these graduations and one thing I can tell you is 
that the bands that they choose to play these grads are actually playing the weirdest songs that you would never think. Um, I have heard this one band at this grad play Afternoon Delight. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, Adele's Hello. Um, Rehab by Amy Winehouse. <laughs> Tiny Dancer Always, bringing yeah. it back to Almost Famous. But yeah, they just... And the audience always looks really kind of stunned and like not really knowing what to do. But the band is so into it. It's like they're playing mm-hmm. the biggest music venue. And uh, yeah, this this scene always makes me chuckle because it's so not fitting, but also so fitting to apparently reality. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Mm. Um, and we we do first here between the two of them. Um, there's this. Mrs. Deegan, and then there's the principal. Um, you know, she she's saying uh, one of the other graduates' names, Jane Abbott. But so she's in the the, the same character, and and this also actor is in the, uh, the longest uh, deleted scene, the the one that's not even on the untitled um, actual run of the film, um, but it is in a extra deleted scene, the the stairway scene, um, which is certainly nice. available on YouTube with with, with the music. <laughs> Um, cause that's, that's, that's a big thing is, is on, on, on the Blu-ray at least that I have, uh, uh, with the extra, extra of the, uh, stairway scene. Um, uh, you know, it says, Hey, you know, start, start playing the song here, <laughs> you know, cause they, they couldn't get the rights for that either, of course. Um, but, um, so Mrs. Deegan is played by Cameron's mother. I love that. Yeah. So cool. Uh, Alice. Oh, I did not know that. I love yeah. that she made it in there. Yeah, because I, I I definitely knew it was her in the in the deleted scene, <laughs> but yeah. then but then so when 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 it came time to this, I'm like, I'm because I just watched it a day or two before. I, I I just happened to be watching it that that deleted scene, and then I was watching this minute preparing. Wait a sec. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's the same same character. Thus, they're also the same actress, but really not even an actress, you know. So she was in two scenes, is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, essentially well, it boils okay. down to but. For the theatrical cut, of course, just the... Okay. Yeah. I was an extra in a TV yeah. show once. Cool. Um, it was a recent TV show called Mrs. America. Hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's on FX. Um, but when I was an extra, they had me in two different scenes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in one scene, I was in two different places. Yeah. So <laughs> if I look back at the one scene... I'm both on the dance floor and sitting at the bar <laughs> yeah. in the same scene. And I can spot myself because I'm looking for myself. But when they had made that, like, okay, now everybody in the dance floor, w- come over here to the bar. I was like, but I'm definitely going to make myself seen. So they're going to be seeing me in both. I'm like, oh, but that's kind of a shitty thing to do, you know? Like, <laughs> Well, speaking well- of extras, I know that... Cameron Crowe has talked about this scene before and how annoyed he is with it because of the extra behind Francis McDormand. Right. Yep. <laughs> I love the one that yells, yeah, Raymond. <laughs> no, no, there's a woman behind her that as I think Cameron Crowe puts it yeah. is trying to outact Francis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, you can tell this, like she's just an extra, but she's like committed to that part. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> She definitely stands out a lot. She, she, I, I think part of it might be, be, I mean, I mean, I mean, some people, you know, just smile a fair amount in general. 
but she is just smiling nearly the whole time all the way throughout you know <laughs> yeah and but, like nodding her head and like yeah, clapping yeah. for everyone like... nod to the head i just caught there right when you're saying <laughs> it uh. yeah she's something it's hard else. being an extra you know you can't compare to Frances McDormand. If she's in the scene, you just gotta sit there and quietly clap, you know? Yeah. Not a little tr- less. It's true. Speaking of Frances, Eric, have you ever seen the 2002 movie Laurel Canyon? Yes. Yeah. So That's... what a shift in characters from <laughs> from this, you know, the and I mean, she's a mother in Laurel Canyon too, but then you put her in Laurel Canyon. Yeah, um, she's a movie about music and she does a total turnaround she's the music producer she's smoking weed she's the one embarrassing her or her yeah (laughs) kid she her child is her kid is embarrassed of her for a fully different reason yeah Yeah. that's a good point yeah i'd forgotten about that uh, movie for a little that's while i've been doing this show but yeah yeah she's like ripping bongs in that movie there's pictures of her up on the walls of you know her and Joni mitchell and uh red hot chili peppers or something and yeah christian bale and kate beckinsale are in it and they're just like oh my mom is so embarrassing I also read that for this scene, another cameo is Crow's high school journalism teacher, who he threw in some point. I'm not sure which person he is in that scene, but I thought it was pretty cool that he uh, brought in his journalism teacher. I never really had a teacher that affected me enough to that I would ever keep in contact with them, but... I really like hearing about people like that. And Shanti actually used to be a teacher, and I know she was one of those teachers. I thought that was cool. Got that right. Um, So I was mentioning the other character here, the principal. So we don't actually have a name for him. And that actually coincides very well with two others out of the four. I don't know if you know the the top four for IMDb, what people are known for. So mm-hmm. almost famous. This that is the number one in the number one spot, at least going from left to, left to right. Uh, the second movie is No Way Out. Wonderful movie. Kevin Costner back in '87. Um, he, and he's just known as technician there. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one is Splash, which hopefully ah. later this summer you should hear me talk about um, oh, on cool. on, a, on another uh, uh, normally movie by minute uh, uh, podcast host person, but he's doing T Hanks for the memories. So I give a little nice. shout, out, shout out for that, going through all of Tom Hanks' movie catalog, essentially. That's a great one. Awesome. I wanted to be a mermaid growing up, so love that film. And that is the one episode out of a few, or several even, <laughs> that I signed up for that uh, we have recorded. So great. For cool. Splash. Um, we'll Splash, look and he, forward to so that. So for, for Splash, he's just uh, Michelson's partner. <laughs> so <laughs> someone else's name. <laughs> Another character's funny. name, whoever that is. I don't even remember. I don't even know if uh, that could be the Eugene Levy character. Maybe, or maybe it's maybe it's the people above him. Yeah. Oh well. Um. So yeah. So you know, other than that, I mean, gosh, yeah, he's been in plenty of plenty of TV stuff. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, and I don't have too much. I mean, yeah, going way back I, to those eighties. But I was curious while watching this scene if Cameron Crowe actually did miss his graduation, yeah. and I oh. found out that he didn't. Mm-hmm. 
what happened was that he actually graduated from his high school, which was the University of San Diego High School. Yeah, right. At, at 15 in 1972. And in the movie, William Miller's graduation is 73, I right. believe. Mm-hmm. And he only met Ben Fong Torres after that wow. on a trip to yeah. Los Angeles when he was 16. And when he was 16, that's when he went on the road with the Allman Brothers for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So he just mm-hmm. kind of melded these two things together for the film for, oh, yeah. for dramatic effect. But yeah. in case anyone's curious, Kremen's actual high school graduation. And some might say that William Miller does have a graduation of sorts in this scene, too. Right. Like he's not getting, um, you know, a cap and gown and like a now like here's your diploma, you're moving Mm -hmm. on. But he's certainly like learned his lessons from the road at this point. He's seen who all of the characters really are. He's seen the bands and the band and how they treated Penny. And he's now in his own like graduation from this assignment, too. Good point. Mm -hmm. Cameron Crowe's just a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I did wonder about when, uh, you know, Frances McDormand's character was sitting there and seemed like surprised yeah. that William didn't show up. Did she not know that he wasn't going to make it or he kept telling her he'd make it or she just kind of held out hope or deep down she knew? Or... He'd, he'd make a grand entrance. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Maybe that's what she was hoping for. But that yeah, didn't happen. She, she just wanted to live the moment, and unfortunately, William was off living a more exciting moment. I'm... But you know, you know, so I mean, if he were to have shown up, you know, crazily at the la- very last second or minute or second, what have you, that I mean, would he have? But would he have been wearing what he, we see him wearing roughly <laughs> in the scene? I mean, you know, he wouldn't have, you know, been in his uh, no, probably sure. wouldn't have had time to 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 change into the traditional cap and gown. Um, yeah, and then, like like I, I was mentioning with the with the song, I mean the lyrics do start here after a little while of of, of it you know being, you know, the the intro part, um, you know, and, you know as time goes on, um, and right in there I'm pretty sure that if I if I did time that right um, in my little notes, um, you know the very next thing we hear after after that first first line is William, you know, getting Penny to do her 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 uh back back when not 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 the first times that we saw her but when she made a grand entrance of her own um you know the william says seats and tray tables and that that gets her to go (laughs) seat back and tray tables locked yeah because she knows that by heart that's her shtick that's yeah it's one thing that is like he knows He's smart enough to keep her talking, something yeah, that she talking. can recite, something easy to her, something mm-hmm. comforting to her. Yeah. And then after that, she asks the question, why doesn't he love me? Yeah. And he is Russell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be clear, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, it is this kind of crazy weird three-way because you know penny uh, william has you know while he's certainly uh had this affection for penny he's actually also has his this this uh hopefully a career you know what what we certainly know from cameron it became a career (laughs) um wasn't just a little dalliance or anything but um 
you know, he he's, you know, as, as far as a triangle goes, you know, usually it's just, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't quite happen in the non-sexual way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's this very professional way that he's also, William is also kind of going after Russell throughout so much of the movie. Yeah. And trying to yeah. get, trying to. And William doesn't answer this question. She asks him that and maybe it was rhetorical. And I like that there's just a pause. And then our minute ends. But one thing that, you know, I'm sure has been mentioned a lot is, you know, the inspiration for the Penny Lane character and how she's kind of a combination of, you know, the Penny and uh, B.B. Buell and Pamela DeBar, right? Yeah, yeah, the uh, Penny Trumbull is last name. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Um, yeah, those three, and I mean, and then there's definitely, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Christian was on, and he he was he was extremely a huge proponent that uh, that at least from um, uh, Kate Hudson's point of view, (laughs) she was very much going after um, uh, Pamela, Miss Pamela. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and Kate herself had yeah. told Pamela because Pamela was invited yeah. to um, the premiere. premiere that she had that she read her book. I'm with the Van Confessions of a Groupie ahead of time, and then she had pictures of Pamela up in her dressing room. And actually, Lynx and I met at Pamela's writing workshop in oh. Toronto, so it was Pamela who brought us oh. together because. Um, yeah, and it was uh, we brought Pamela to Pantheon because we were like, <laughs> she needs a podcast, yeah. <laughs> so she has to get her stories out there, and we're so glad that she that she is doing that because she's the original. She really is. She taught us everything we know, and we asked her blessing to yeah. before we started our podcast. Hey, do you mind if we start a podcast about groupies and muses, and we ask them to tell their stories on this new platform? And she was like, yeah, of course you can. So when asked about this scene in particular, you know, Pamela likes the movie fine. Almost Famous made it harder for her to sell her own story uh, because they're always they're always like, it's been done. It's been done. And Pamela kind of called Cameron on that and said, I, you know, I should have been consulted on this. And he kind of apologized because the first time Cameron met Pamela, I think she was hanging out with Led Zeppelin. So. Pamela does have a problem with this scene because she thinks and she believes that no self-respecting, she says, no actual music-loving goddess groupie would do such a thing. Uh And the person, a person interviewed her for a Vulture article and the author said, so much for being a quote-unquote band-aid for the quote-unquote music. Rather, when rejected by a shitty man, the movie's heroine nearly ends her life because she doesn't see a path forward without his love. And then Pamela called it horribly misogynistic, um, sorry, a horribly misogynistic look at what a groupie muse is. And she said, that made me angry. None of them would have done that, basically. There was always someone else coming to town that really turned me off. Mm. Yeah. And of the actual, I mean, going back to, you know, one of the the minutes a long time ago when they say we're not groupies, we're band-aids. Mm-hmm. About that line, Pamela yelled, what a pussy line. Oh. <laughs> and then she says, and pussy in a bad way. Yeah. I hate that the word is used in a negative way. But anyway, Penny yeah, Lane right. was not owning herself, not owning groupiedom and what it actually means. But we've actually also taken issue with uh, Cameron Crowe's depictions of groupies in his show Roadies. Oh, okay. 
So while he did a lot for the groupie, of course, with this movie, he also did not present them in the best lights, both in this movie and, of course, in that show, Roadies. Right, Lynx? In Roadies, it wasn't just the groupies, like definitely the groupies, but it was just also every woman in that I don't think he represented. Surprising to me. But yeah, it would have been interesting to have Pamela... And even like BB and other people consult maybe a little bit more on the female character. Now, now with that show, it did just do one season. Yeah. It was canceled, essentially. I mean, it wasn't his decision, was it? Um, to, Cameron's. What? Cameron's Crow to just, just to have it end after one. Because I've even, the only thing I ever watched the first episode. I, I really should go back and watch it. Yeah, I think it was it. canceled. But. Um, so I mean I, I guess I guess my question would be I wonder if and I mean it'd be too bad if he didn't if he just hadn't done it this way to start with that have okay if just in case I only get this one season to at least kind of have some kind of like maybe like a character arc essentially or or more multiple characters whatever um arcs arcs to them that that would make make the women in it and make the groupies in it too. Yeah, mm. that's actually interesting, too, because it makes happen. me think about um, Scorsese's TV show. Yeah. It was called Vinyl, I think. Yeah, right. And right. It, I had the same issue with that, where, like, the women wow. just weren't portrayed well. And it was interesting enough where I was like, maybe I'll watch a second season. But, like, I was really hoping that the second season create these ca- female characters, like, with more personality and backstory and everything. Because, yeah... Um, None of these guys have really done it right. And that's why we need someone like Pamela to write her script. Yeah. And, mm. um, you know, present a, a true female side of the story. Because, of course, like always, it's been men all this sort of telling the story for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hopefully yeah, that, Pamela's able to do that, that sometime. That actually brings up something I wanted to... I want, I, I, I tried to. I think I, I think I did an okay job, but still not as not as much as I would have liked but but to have more women, you know, to be my guests and co-hosts sometimes too, you know, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it's something I kind of wondered about, you know, and and tried to try to do a decent job with. Uh, it's good to be thinking yeah, about it now, yeah. you know. Other yeah. people don't at all, or you know, are yeah, just beginning right. to, and that's a positive thing. We're mindful of that. Now. Yeah, and we like to collaborate with other women, especially doing music podcasts themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's both the reason why we started the podcast is because we love the other side of the story. A lot of these women kept journals, really detailed, vivid journals as it happened. And then they made them into memoirs. And a lot of them got villainized for it, uh, you know, because of sex shaming, slut shaming, you know, misogyny, all that kind of stuff. But I think now there's like a resurgence too in really appreciating these stories for what they are and seeing how it was all a part of like a sexual revolution Mm -hmm. and how they were really feminists and, you know, created a path for many women. So we're just, we love being a part of getting those stories to more ears um, the probably one of the last things I would want to point out uh, is, is actually the continuation of the, of the lyrics. You know, it was uh, for the song "Color My World." Um, so I, you know, that, that came in in between all these other lines. You know, of, of the dialogue. Um, I realize 
just what you mean to me and now now that you're near so i mean i you know i i guess my biggest reason to bring that up is just you know i mean especially that the, the now you're near <laughs> now that you're yeah. near is i mean it's you know because i mean they are in this extremely close contact with each other um you know again it's 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 great you know usage of lyrics um but also it's 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 a, such a wonderful song too mm-hmm. yeah it's really beautiful and, and nice little slow dance that they have Go. and i like that he just delicately takes his fingers and presses them on her forehead yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing callback to exactly yeah the, the oh, second time yeah. that a hundred percent um any other notes on this minute yeah me too if you're okay with it yeah you- um, so Lynx, as I mentioned uh, last week, uh, Lynx, if you could rank the bands. All right. Um, do, you, do you need a little refresher? No, I'm good. No? I'm yeah. good. Cool. Um, I'm definitely, I'm sorry it's so obvious, but Zeppelin <laughs> obviously is first for me. Um, I was worried that me and Shanti would pair up perfectly, but we didn't on this oh. one. I would yeah. say Zeppelin first for obvious reason. Then I really love Leonard Skinner. Oh. I wouldn't say I play them often, but I've definitely put them on more than the other three bands. I have like great memories, some great like personal memories with songs from there, from their catalog. So uh-huh. I'm going to go Skinner, then Almond Brothers, and then the Eagles. I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of the Eagles yeah. at all. So they're like a low, low four for me, but yeah. I really liked all the other three. And are, are you a big fan of uh, Big Lebowski? <laughs> I do love the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, planning on having a Seeger summer because oh. I haven't listened to you know a whole lot of Bob Seeger, but maybe I should have a Seeger Skinner summer. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. All right, cool. That's what I'll do. Um. So yeah, uh, thanks so much for giving us that uh, little thing. Um. So then, um, uh, we'll ask Shanti about uh your experience with the movie your your history when you if you if you did see it in the theater and 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 how many how many times possibly you've seen it over many years now probably yeah right on so it came out in 2000 so i was 12 i remember my mom and my older brother rented it and they watched it and i I remember being present, but not quite into it. Didn't hit me for another couple of years. I was a little bit older. I wasn't quite mature enough. And even if I watched it, it didn't hit me in the same way as it did a couple of years later. And then I loved it. I really loved it. And then when I got to university, I realized that, you know, I was hanging out with bands all the time. Um, I would be one of the first on the dance floor. I'd get everybody going. And then Pamela DeBar's book came to me. I'm with the band. And then everything kind of all made sense. And I realized like who I am and what I'm doing here and what my role in the music scene was and finally accepting it. Cause I had a hard time accepting like, well, I'm not a musician. So what do I bring to this? And then for a little while there, was it maybe it was yeah in in a, a high school i rewatched it quite a few times and then in university and i really loved it and then i was even more excited to become friends with 
who I felt was a real big inspiration for the movie because as you know, a groupie does, it's, you know, we just kind of want to be a part of it. Like we want to get in. It's not enough to almost be on the outside, just watching. You have to be close enough that you can touch it. So to be able to have gotten close enough that I can touch it made it all the more better. (laughs) That's wonderful. Yeah. The, yeah, every every now and then I've had some guests, but I I I knew you were guests that uh, <laughs> would have seen it uh, quite a bit. Uh, but every every now and then, I was saying every now and then I've had a guest that like essentially hasn't maybe hasn't seen any of it besides the minutes, <laughs> you know. But but maybe wow. just a couple times. I think that might have happened once, once or twice. No, but, I think uh, it's yeah. safe to say like we have it pretty memorized. I was yeah. gonna say if you want, we can recite it all for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask. Well, well, well you know, the, the the way the the movies by minutes kind of started is with uh, Star Wars Minute. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there is a guy out there, you know, not, not related to the movies by minutes, but related to Star Wars, who apparently does recite at least like, the, I think the original trilogy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> word for word, all the way through it. He can't, he can't do that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's if, if that's if that's like a going concern, you know, a, a thing that he like, I think he does. I think he does it for money. He does it on the stage, you know. Um, so maybe it's some maybe at some point a few few years down the road, almost famous might be there. Maybe for its twenty fifth. I do want to see the musical. They made a musical of this, right? Well, yeah. So yeah, and I even had uh, the lead uh, actor playing William on. Um, oh damn, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, and, and it sounds like they are going to shoot for Broadway <laughs> when, it, when it when it comes back because because at first it was just uh, the, the the one fall of uh, what twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, uh, there in San Diego at the Globe at the Globe. Apparently. Well, I love a reason to go to New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really hope. Yeah, and probably a good year or two away ish. I would bet, but uh, you know, yeah. And and un- unfortunately, I mean, gosh, I'd have to imagine maybe they'd they'd have switched at least at least for him. Unfortunately, he would probably be the possibly be the one character maybe that character actor that probably would change. Too old, yeah. Yeah. Getting too old. Oh, but yeah. but he, he learned the character so well, but maybe he maybe he'll he'll be lucky enough to have retained his youthful <laughs> yeah. youthful appearance and so Or forth. maybe like a different role. Maybe he's one of the members of Stillwater. Yeah, Water. right. Yeah. That could um so yeah, so uh hopefully uh that all works out. Um but um uh we definitely want to hear from uh you know again kind of either or both of you. Um uh, a little more quickly, uh, uh, just uh, especially like say socials. What make make sure we understand you know, get your socials. All your right. Yeah. Well, you can find us pretty much on any platform that you listen to your podcasts, and you just. Look up Muses and there will be. You can go to musespod.com. That's our website. We have some blog posts. We were talking earlier about women in podcasting. We've got some blogs up about our favorite women in music podcasters. We're on Instagram at Muses Podcast, on TikTok at Muses Pod. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Muses Podcast. You can find us all there. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was going to mention uh, for this show, uh, the socials are uh, Facebook, uh, the page. It's just facebook.com slash Almost Famous Minute. But then the uh, group that I love, you know, be able to talk, actually talk, uh, you know, uh, uh, some of our listeners and so forth. Uh, hopefully every, everyone out there listening right now could join up uh, on our group called the Band-Aids Listeners Society. <laughs> so that fits right in with you, you two. Um and uh, you know, of course, there's Twitter and Instagram, too, and both at Almost Famous Men, 
Um, so, and uh, one last thing I'd want to mention definitely is uh, Pantheon Podcast that we've already mentioned a little bit these past couple minutes. I want to make sure people know at PantheonPodcast.com is the place where you can go and hear a ton of uh, music-related shows, podcasts there, uh, including this one and my other one, Feels Like Weezer. Um, so uh, I think that'll be it for today. Um, this well, that's great one. because yeah. I'm tired and you know <laughs> yeah. and you know that i'm retired wonderful. oh thank you so much yeah that's yeah you're, you're doing that wonderfully um <laughs> yeah uh thanks so much uh we, we should be back um, next week with minute 92 and until then it's all happening it's all, all happening. happening i am a golden god Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.